So today we are going to continue our sermon series on leadership called Learning from the Old Testament Leaders. And last week we talked about Noah, if you remember. Last week we spoke about Noah, an obedient leader who executed the plan of God on the face of this earth as God decided to wipe away the sinful earth and to make a clean restart. So God did that through this mighty man of God by name Noah. And last week, if you remember, we were all sitting together and we were wondering how could God use such an ordinary man who had never any previous experience, but God used him to build that ark, such a massive vessel for God's purpose. And he accomplished that purpose. And as we do in every series under this leadership series, every sermon, we start the, each sermon with certain convictions in our heart. And I believe this morning we, we need to do that before we get into the uh, time of the sermon. So we are going to read certain convictions of our heart before we get into this study this morning. So I would encourage you to read the screen as you've seen these convictions of our heart in the screen and just read them out loud as we read them together. So that way you are, con you are, you are professing, you are confessing your conviction before we get into the time of study. Shall we do that? Let's all do it together. Number one, we are all called to lead. We are all called to influence. We commit to learn from the lives of the Old Testament leaders. These men and women are commended by God. Leaders are defined by their characteristics. True leaders are truly teachable. The underlying cause of unteachable spirit is pride. We are willing to ask God for a spirit of submission that accepts discipline and correction. So today, we are going to talk about Another great leader of the Old Testament, and his name is Joshua. Can you say Joshua? And the Bible talks so much about Joshua, and it is another interesting character to study this morning. So if you have your Bible with you, so we are going to turn to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from Joshua chapter 1. I strongly encourage you to turn your mobile phone or your Bibles uh, so that we will be able to read those scriptures together. Joshua, we are reading from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. So we are reading from Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all his people, all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, 
For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, here we read a great promise that was given by God Almighty to Joshua as he was about to take the leadership. You know, today Joshua stands before us as a great leader, you know, as we study about this great man of God. He stands before us as a great example or a great model. You know, every generation has its own need of leadership. You know, at times it takes so much to be a leader to rule a nation. Especially in the times of struggle and in times of great turmoil, it is very challenging to rule the nation or to rule even in God's kingdom. For those who lead, people at times, we tend to look at great leaders who proved their lives in their lives to be a great leader. And even as we follow some of the great leaders, these leaders are kept as an example so that we know who are those model leaders and how about our leaders, those who are leading us today. So this morning it is very interesting to learn from the life of Joshua. You know, much of his achievement, if you read the book of uh, Joshua and the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy, much of his achievement that came as God used this man of God in a supernatural way. If you remember some of the Bible stories that you learned in, in during your Sunday school days, God used Joshua to divide the river Jordan. And God used Joshua to bring the wall of Jericho. And during the time of Joshua, the sun and the moon stood still. They were not moving according to the word of Joshua. A mighty man of God, a great miracle worker as he was leading the people of God through the wilderness. So after the death of Moses, Joshua took the mantle upon himself and he continued to lead the children of Israel. If you remember Moses led the children of God out of Egypt and he pushed them into the wilderness. And Joshua has been given a mandate to lead them into the promised land. Moses brought them out of Egypt and Joshua is leading them, taking them into the promised land. So this morning before we get further, we are going to find out who Joshua is. And the scripture portion that we read today says that Joshua was the son of Nun. His father's name was Nun. He was from the tribe of Benjamin. And obviously he was born in Egypt. Joshua was born in Egypt like Moses did. And Joshua's name was originally Hoshea. 
That's what Bible says in Numbers chapter 13, 16. Bible says Hoshea was the name, original name of Joshua. And for some reason, Moses started calling Joshua, Hoshea, as Joshua. And that's how Hoshea became Joshua. The name, very name Joshua, that means savior. The person by whom God is going to deliver. God is going to save his people. That's what Joshua means. And the Greek equivalent of Joshua is Jesus. And Jesus, again, it means, he means the same thing. It's the savior of mankind. And Joshua lived approximately 40 years in Egypt under the bondage of Egyptians along with the children of Israel. And another 40 years, he was in the wilderness working along with Moses, walking alongside of Moses in the wilderness as Moses was leading. And the remaining 30 years, I guess, until the age of 110, Moses, sorry, Joshua lived in the land, in the promised land of Canaan. If you remember the background, Moses was forbidden the entry into Canaan. A simple reason Moses disobeyed God. And God, so God told, it's all good that you followed me. It's all good that you led the children of Israel. But now it's because you disobeyed, you are not going to enter into the land of Canaan. And you are going to die. And Moses died. And the leadership mantle fell upon the life of Joshua. Now Joshua gets introduced in the word of God first for the first time in Exodus chapter 17. And as there Moses is asking Joshua to lead an army as children of Israel, they were going to fight against Amalekites. Can you say Amalekites? And as children of Israel, they were moving forward to fight against this people, this group of people, Moses called Joshua. Joshua, can you go and lead the army against Amalekites? And Bible says, God used Joshua in a mighty way. And if you remember, that was not just an ordinary war. It's not just going and, you know, capturing that city and, 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 and the country. It was not just an ordinary war. But God told them very clearly, when you capture the city, when you capture the nation, you are going to annihilate them. You are going to kill every man and every woman, every children, every infant, along with their animals. That was the condition. And it was not just an ordinary war. It's not just easy. But Joshua... As a mighty man, as a mighty warrior, he executed the order that Moses gave him. And we find Joshua successfully leading this army and perfectly executing God's commandment. And Joshua gained the confidence of Moses. Moses, if you remember, he was sitting at the mound and he was, his hands lifted up. And Aaron and her, they both were you know, holding his hands. And the army was moving forward under the leadership of Joshua. And you can imagine the kind of influence that Joshua would have made among the children of Israel. You know, at times it was not just an easy task leading God's people. When you think about Moses or think about Joshua, for any leader for that matter, they need to listen from God. And they need to take care of their children and lead them in the right way. They also need to, you know, get them engaged in these kind of wars and missions that God wanted them to take. So it was not just an ordinary task. When we read about, when we learn about Old Testament leaders, you know, we are really le learning about the leadership 
Not today's leadership, not the kind of leadership that you see today, but we are talking about the kind of leadership which was you know, filled with so much of responsibility and commitment as they were leading the children of God in the wilderness. Joshua gained great confidence among people. You know, at times the most important characteristics of any Jewish leader was to have faith in God and obey His command without any question. No matter what it takes. You know, at times, you know, they were just willing to obey God the moment God commanded them. They were not, you know, thinking about the consequences. But they were just obeying God. Such a great leaders in the Old Testament. And also Joshua was one among the 12 spies went to. Where did they go, the spies? You are with me this morning? They went to Canaan. 12 spies, am I right? 12 or 10? 12. 12 spies went to Canaan. And how many of them brought good report? Two of them. How many brought bad report? 10 of them, obviously. So who are those two who brought 10 good report? Caleb and Joshua. Very good. So Joshua was one among the 12 spies who went to Canaan. And as you know, 10 of them brought negative report and two of them brought good report. And if you listen to what they spoke, what Joshua and Caleb, this is what they said in Numbers chapter 14, verses 79. The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our what? They are our bread. That means what? Just eat them off. They are our food. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they are nothing. We can just walk over them. We can just capture them. They are nothing. Their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. You know, that was a report Joshua brought. And no doubt, Joshua was a great leader. A man of great vision. The moment he saw that country, he got the great vision. And he was having a pair of eyes that could look for opportunities in the land. A great leader always looks for an opportunity where we will be able to move, where we will be able to advance the kingdom of God. Great leaders do not fear anybody. Joshua did not fear anyone. And Joshua was a leader who was depending on God, not really on human strength. Even though he spoke these words, they were not just from his own strength, but his, from his dependence on God. Great leader. We're talking about Joshua this morning. We're going to couple of, uh, learn a couple of leadership qualities, abilities from the life of Joshua. There are a couple of great lessons we can learn. Number one, Leadership development takes time. Can you repeat that with me? Leadership development takes time. Moses mentored Joshua for how many years? 40 years. Moses mentored Joshua for 40 long years in the wilderness before Joshua took over the leadership. Joshua took the victory over Amalekites. 
And when he gained victory over Amalekites, you know, Joshua could have done a couple of things. Listen to this. Joshua could have just sat back and reaped the reward of that victory for lifelong. Right? Probably if you and I probably would have done that. We just gained major victory and a group of people are already with whom? With Joshua. And probably Joshua could have challenged Moses and he could have climbed up in the leadership very quickly. But Joshua, did he do that? Yes? No? Joshua did not do that. Joshua did not do that. Bible says Joshua was doing exactly the opposite. What Joshua was doing? Joshua was subordinating or assisting whom? Moses. Until Moses died. Are you with me this morning? Until Moses died, Joshua was kind of assisting Moses. And think about the leader that we spoke last week. We spoke about Noah. And Noah was just put on the job without any prayer experience. He never built an ark in his lifetime. For the first time, God asked Noah to build the ark. Not got any prayer experience, but here we see Joshua had to go through 40 years of training with Moses. You know, Joshua had a very great role in the leadership of children of Israel. There are a number of occasions we could see that how Joshua was assisting Moses. Now I just want to read, you know, take you through a couple of scriptures. Exodus chapter 24 verse 13 says, So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua. Who was Joshua there? His assistant. Whose assistant? Moses' assistant was Joshua. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua and Moses went up to the mountain of God. When God called Moses to Mount Sinai, Moses also took Joshua to a certain level. Now you remember when Moses comes back, the entire nation was into idol worship already. When Moses comes down, except Joshua. Including Aaron and everybody, all the other leaders, they were into idol worship. But Moses was not. Sorry, Joshua was not. Joshua was waiting for Moses to come back. The rest of the crowd, they thought that Moses is dead already. But Joshua was waiting for Moses. Joshua was a great assistant for Moses in his leadership. Numbers chapter 14 says, When they spied Canaan, as we read, Joshua brought a good report. Joshua was speaking in favor of Moses. In fact, Joshua was speaking in favor of God. That's what God wanted them to do. Go into Canaan. And when all the children of Israel, they were raising against the leadership of Moses, only Caleb and Joshua, they were standing with Moses. And Numbers 11:28 says, So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. You know, when people came against Moses, Joshua was standing with Moses. He was a great assistant to Moses. You know, God raised Joshua in second in command and as a successor of Moses. Listen to this, a couple of more minutes. Joshua was assisting Moses under his shadow for 40 long years, as we know. And Joshua was very faithful. He was executing all his responsibilities according to what Moses said to him. And he was fulfilling all the needs. You know, at times we say that leadership 
is not born, but leadership is raised. Nobody is born as a born leader, but we are raised by training, by learning. And Joshua was very careful to learn everything from Moses. A couple of things Joshua would have learned from Moses. How to listen to God. How to make decisions so that we can advance the kingdom of God. How to be a good leader politically, military-wise, and spiritual aspects. How to be a good leader how to handle very difficult situations when people come against the leadership. How do we handle? You know, Joshua was observing everything from Moses. Joshua was learning everything Moses, from Moses. And Bible says Joshua was assisting Moses until the time comes. When Moses died, God decided to bring Joshua up in the leadership. You know, this morning, just want to convey one message to you. You know, there is a time that God will raise us. There is a time that God will lift us up. That's the reason Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, Peter says, Therefore, humble yourselves under... Can we read the scripture together? 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt, He may lift you up in due time. You know, at times God expects us to be quiet. At times, God expects us to honor the leadership that God has given us. May it be in our nation, may it be in a church, may it be in our workplace. You know, some of our leaders, they are not godly. We know that for very sure. Some of our leaders in our workplace, they don't even consider us. They ill-treat people. But God, God as a child of God, God doesn't want us to raise against them. God wants us to humble Bible says the leadership is given by God. May it be in the church, may it be in the, in the political arena, or may it be in our workplace, leadership is given by God. We need to be submissive. If we are submissive, Bible says, God will lift us up in due time. You know, today people don't want to wait. Now, I was just thinking about Joshua, waiting for 40 long years with Moses. Not even trying to climb in the leadership position. God makes leaders. God brings leaders to the nation. God brings leaders. Now, I was just turning back my life in the past. For three years, I was working with a pastor in my early childhood days, in early beginning stages of my Christian life. I was working with the pastor for three years. And from him, I observed certain things. I learned certain things. From that man of God... I got to know how to get things done by fasting and praying. He was a prayer warrior. He was a man of prayer. He was not a great leader, but he was a man of prayer. Things were getting done when he threw his knees. And when he preaches, not everybody will like him. But there's a great crowd in that church. The people are following him and there are miracles happening. Demons were leaving because he was a man of prayer. Another three years, I got an opportunity to work with another pastor and saw how boldly, how courageously he stood oppositions. One day he was telling me, in the beginning of his, uh, you know, uh, his ministry, he was in Bangalore, city of Bangalore. And everybody in the streets, they were against him. And when he does something, and next day morning, 
people in the living in that street, they will come and they will destroy everything and go. They were all against him. And he was telling me how he was chasing one individual every time when they did something from one end of the road to the other end of the road to throw them out of the street, to beat them up. He was a very courageous man. You know, he forced the kingdom of God. He forced the church in that location by his strength. He was against everybody and everybody was afraid of him. Forcefully, he built the church and today it's a great church there. He's still ministering there. So one thing I learned, if not many things, how boldly we need to establish the kingdom of God. Another three years I worked with another pastor who really helped me how to establish a ministry in Northern America context. So all this year I was just assisting them. I was just doing what they wanted me to do. Nothing else. But I need to wait for a time when God gives me opportunity to lead. You know, it may be true in every, each one of our lives. There are times that we are called to follow. There are times we are called to lead. And we need to know what God wants us to know, do. Are we called as Noah? Or are we called as Moses? Or are we called as Joshua? Just following, just following, carefully observing, learning, learning. Leadership development takes time. Number two, we are learning from the life of Joshua. Leaders are to be strong and courageous. Can you say that with me? Leaders are to be strong and courageous. You know, today when we look at the world, leaders in this world, in the political arena, they're so courageous. The way they talk, the way they address the crowd, they're very courageous. God expects us to be courageous in what we do. In Joshua chapter 1, as we read, we see the word courage coming four times, repeating four times, in all 18 verses. Verse 6 says, be strong and have good courage. Verse 7 says, only be strong and very courageous. Verse 9 says, be strong and have good courage. Verse 18 says, even in fact, people, they say to Joshua, only be strong and have good courage. Even in the farewell note, when Joshua was about to die, we read that in Joshua 23, we'll not go there. Joshua was addressing the crowd and telling everybody, be courageous, be courageous. You know, this morning, I believe God wants us to be courageous. Can you say, be courageous? Can you just look at your neighbor and say, be courageous? Everybody, just look at your neighbor and say, be courageous. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. Are we courageous? Yes? Yes? We need to look courageous, certainly. And even if you look courageous, we need to be really courageous inside. At least look courageous. Until something happens. Okay? Look courageous. That's good. Some of the problems will disappear, you know, when you look courageous. Some of the problems will go away when you look courageous. Am I right? Right? Okay. So Joshua was a man of great courage. Being strong and courageous is a very important characteristic of leadership. You know, people are always inspired by such a great leader. You all have your leader who inspired you in many different ways. They were courageous. Those leaders were courageous. They were great men of God. They led people in many different ways. Now, when you think about, you may be thinking about them. They may be just coming in your mind. 
Joshua here, he already spent two-thirds of his life, approximately, along with Moses, assisting his, assisting his master, Moses. In the remaining 30 years, he, were, he was called to lead. And what made Joshua courageous? A couple of things I just want to leave quickly with you. Number one, courageous leaders, they value their past. Can you say that courageous leaders, they value their past. Think about Joshua, the kind of experience that he gained from Moses. He has seen with his own eyes that sea, Red Sea, departing in front of him. Walking through the Red Sea, he has seen with his own eyes, one after the other, the plagues coming over the Egyptians. He has seen with his own eyes, water gushing out of the rock. He was closely walking with Moses. Courageous leaders value their past. The experience they, that you gained, and I believe all of us are called to lead, right? That's what our conviction, all of us are called to lead. You may be leading your child, you may be leading your family, you may be leading a team in your workplace, or you may be a student leader in your classroom, whatever it may be, or you may be having a responsibility in the church to lead. God has called each one of us to lead. So courageous leaders, they learn, they value their past. Number two, courageous leaders, they know their present. The current expectations, the challenges, the job that is not yet done, and you are called to do that job. You know, today you are a leader because someone is expecting you to do something. You are a leader in your workplace because somebody is expecting you to lead your team. You are living as a leader. You are called as a leader to lead your family. To lead your family. We are talking about courageous leaders know they are present. You know, think about Joshua. I just want you to think about Joshua for a moment. Now, you know, Joshua's challenge is to enter into Canaan. To enter into Canaan. Joshua knows the size of the army that he has. He knows the kind of resources that are given to him. The challenges that are ahead of him. River Jordan in front of him. How do we cross River Jordan? Fort of Jericho. There are so many people, so many tribes, those who are living in Canaan. Bible goes and lists them off there. Amalekites, Hittites, Jebusites, Hewites, Amorites, Canaanites, and Perizzites. These are some of the whites they are living in Canaan. How do we fight? And we need to throw everyone out of Canaan. Then only we can occupy Canaan. Such a great challenge. Courageous leaders know their present. What are the challenges that are given in their head? Number three, courageous leaders carry God's presence into the future. Courageous leaders carry God's presence into the future. Just want to read from Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. The promise that God gave to Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I also will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Courageous leaders carry God's presence. You know, as Joshua was leading and as he was moving forward, he was taking the presence of God along with him. Joshua was holding the presence of God as he walks into the blessed land of Canaan. We are talking about a great quality of a leadership, of leadership known as leaders ought to be strong and courageous. 
You know, there were times Joshua had to make people accountable. If you remember the story of Achan, he made him accountable for the loss they encountered as they were trying to capture the city of Ai. Courageous leaders had to conquer kings and kingdoms and Joshua was doing it. And he was guarding him from the enemies and he was guarding him from the fear and discouragements. We are called to lead with a great courage. Bible says in 2 Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Can you say that? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Can you have the scripture on screen? Let's read that again. Okay, repeat that with me. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God wants us to be courageous. Number three, leaders must stand on God's word and in prayer. Leaders must stand on God's word and in prayer. You know, Joshua's success, reason for Joshua's success as a leader was his adherence to the word of God. You know, this is important. Listen to this morning. When Joshua assumed the leadership, God spoke to Joshua. And as we read from Joshua 1.8, this is what God said. This book of the law, God spoke to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate it in day and night that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You know, when God brought Joshua into leadership, God told him one thing specifically. This book of the law shall not depart from you. You know, God was referring to the word of God, the Bible. And this is what God is saying. This book of the law shall not depart from your eyes. You know, what does it mean? How do we keep this book of the law in front of us? And we see that Joshua fulfilling this commandment of God throughout his career. Throughout his career. And we want to see a couple of examples where Joshua's commitment to the word of God. Now I just want to read a couple of verses from Joshua. If you have your Bible with me, with you, can you turn to Joshua chapter 8? Joshua chapter 8. We'll be done quickly. So we need to read a couple of scriptures now. Joshua chapter 8, verses 30 to 35. Joshua 8, verse 30 to 35. Now here, they are renewing the commandment or the covenant at Mount Ebal and at Mount Gerizim. So children of God, they are near Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. And that's where we are going to read from Joshua chapter 8, verse 30 to 35. Listen to this. Now Joshua built an altar to the Lord of God of Israel in Mount Ebal. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, has com had commanded the children of Israel. As it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones over which no man has wielded an iron tool. And they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sanctified, sacrificed peace offerings. 
verse 32 we read here and there in the presence of the children of israel he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of moses which he had written you know joshua in his leadership he's establishing the stone and he is writing down the law that god has given to moses verse 33 then all israel with their elders and officers and judges stood on either side of the ark before the priest the levites who bore the ark of the covenant of the lord the stranger as well as he who was born among them half of them were in front of mount gerizim and half of them in front of mount ebal as moses the servant of the lord had commanded before that they should bless the people of Israel. Listen to this verse 34. And afterward, he read all the words of the law. You know, as Moses, uh, as Joshua was leading people, at times he stood and he read this book of the law and the blessings and the cursings according to all that is written in the book of the law. Verse 35. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel. With the women, the little ones, and the strangers who were living among them. Moses, sorry, Joshua read all the commandments that God had given to him. Leaders must stand on God's word. Leaders must stand on God's word. And even at the end of his life, even when Joshua was about to die, he was instructing people that you need to read the word of God. You need to read Bible. Great leaders, they stand on the word of God. You know, if you are called to lead, maybe you are called to lead your family. You are called to lead someone, somebody, a group of people. You need to learn the word of God. It's important. We need to learn the word of God. Without this word, we fail to lead people. All the leadership qualities, characteristics that we need today, it's all written in this law. To lead people in a good life, in the life that pleases God, it's written in this word. And God is asking the leadership to come back to the word of God. And Bible says, Joshua was not only standing on God's word, he was also a man of prayer. Just want you to read the scriptures for you. You know, we remember this background. When Joshua was called to fight again, go and fight against the city of Ai. And they went to fight. But they kind of underestimated. They thought it's easy to win Ai. So they went there to fight against Ai. Then what happened? They had a major defeat. After a great victory against the Amalekites, they had a major defeat. And you know the reason for that defeat. Somebody who did not obey God. God told you you should not bring any of, those, any of the valuables from that city. You need to destroy everything. You need to burn everything. But there was a man by name Achan. He took some of the Babylonian garments. He took some of the silver, some of the gold. And he took them into the tabernacle and he hid them. Nobody knows. And they went to fight against Ai. And they had a major defeat. Now look at the way Joshua is dealing with that. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 7. He was a man of prayer. Joshua chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. Then Joshua, as a leader, tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord 
until the evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all? To deliver us into the hands of the Amorites, to destroy us? Or that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan? O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turned its back before its enemies? And verse 9 says, For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? That was the prayer. Joshua was just kneeling down and his forehead is touching the ground and he's crying out to God, Lord, why there is a defeat? Why this happened, Lord, in my place? Why this happened in my church? Why this happened in my family? Why this is happening in my nation? A great leader was down to the knees and down to the forehead, crying out to God, Lord, why did you allow this to happen? You know, great leaders are called to intercede. You know, week back we talked about it's not intercession is not the characteristics of prayer warriors. Intercession is the characteristics of great leaders to stand in the middle of God and people. Here we see Joshua kneeling down and crying out to God. Lord, what can I do? People will bring, people will defame your name. What can I do, Lord? Joshua, a great leader must stand on the word of God and in prayer just want to read one more reference and before I close, I can't just quit without reading this. Joshua chapter 10 verses 9 through 14. Joshua chapter 10. Joshua was praying in the middle of a warfare. Can you imagine? Just look at me for a moment. Joshua was in the middle of the battlefield and the enemy is coming in the other end. And children of Israel, they are advancing and Joshua is leading now as a great leader now. And in the middle of everything, Joshua just stopped and he started praying. Can you help see such a leader today? You know, we may just call them as fools in a way they do it. But look at what Joshua is doing now. There are five different kings of the Amorites. They are joining together and then they're coming to attack the city and the inhabitants of Gibeon. And Lord is sending hailstones on the way. So they were all getting killed by the hailstone. And now Joshua, in chapter 10, verse 9. Let's read this interesting passage. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly. Reading from Joshua chapter 10, 10 verse 9. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. So the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them along the road that goes to Beth Horon and struck them down as far as Azekah and Mehida. 11 verse 11, And it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Horon that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with their swords. Now listen to this. This is Joshua's prayer. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord. Prayer is speaking to the Lord. Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said, 
in the sight of the whole Israel. This is what he said. Sun, stand still over Gibeon. And moon, in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. It is not written in the book of Jesha. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. If you go back and find the history of Joshua, history proves that sun was standing stationary in the middle of the day for the whole day when Joshua prayed to God. Great leaders must stand on the word of God and they must stand in prayer. You know, this morning as I close, if God is calling you to lead, you know, sometimes you may feel that this sermon doesn't really make any sense to you. Who knows? You may be the leader, coming up leader, that God has already marked you. Who knows? You may be asked to lead down the line. Who knows? You may be leading right now and God is asking you to lead when you want to lead, and you may be a great leader, you will come up as a great leader when you lead in prayer and on the word of God. And you may be leading prayer in the church, you may be leading a children ministry, you may be leading worship, or you may be leading an outreach ministry or some other ministry. But God is asking you to lead as you stand on the word. So it's important to study the word of God. And it is important to pray. Studying the word of God, Bible says God will honor you. You know, when you give importance to this word of God, just try it out. Try it out. Start studying this word of God. God honors you. God honors you. You know, there are witnesses here in this place. Someone who has started coming to the Bible study regularly, God lifted him up. God honored him. Someone who started praying, God honored him. Now, if he asks you to come and share the testimony, you will be able to share those testimonies. And develop a passion for prayer. You'll become an effective leader if you pray. Any part of the work that we do in the kingdom of God, let's do it with prayer. Let's do it with prayer. Finally, to summarize, we have learned from the life of Joshua three things. Number one, leadership development takes time. Number two, leadership ought to be strong and courageous. Number three, leaders must stand on the word of God and in prayer. Shall we close?